Chapter Seven of Coffee and Repartee. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Coffee and Repartee by John Kendrick Bangs. Chapter Seven. Our streets appear to be as far from perfect as ever," said the bibliomaniac with a sigh, as he looked out through the window at the great pools of water that gathered in the basins made by the sinking of the Belgian blocks. We'd better go back to the cowpaths of our fathers. There is a great deal in what you say, observed the schoolmaster. The cowpath has all the solidity of Mother Earth, and none of the distracting noises we get from the pavements that obtain today. It is porous and absorbs the moisture. The Belgian pavement is leaky and lets it run into our cellars. We might do far worse than to go back. Excuse me for having an opinion, said the idiot. But the man of enterprise can't afford to indulge in the luxury of the somnolent cowpath. It is too quiet. It conduces to sleep, which is a luxury businessmen cannot afford to indulge in too freely. Man must be up and doing. The prosperity of a great city is to my mind directly due to its noise and clatter, which effectually put a stop to napping and keep men at all times wide awake. This is a Welsh rabbit idea, I fancy said the schoolmaster quietly. He had overheard the idiot's confidences, as revealed to the genial imbiber, regarding the sources of some of his ideas. "'Not at all,' returned the idiot. "'These ideas are beef, not Welsh rabbit. They are the result of much thought. If you will put your mind on the subject, you will see for yourself that there is more in my theory than there is in yours. The prosperity of a locality is the greater as the noise in its vicinity increases.' It is in the quiet neighborhood that man stagnates. Where do we find great business houses? Where do we find great fortunes made? Where do we find the busy bees who make the honey that enables posterity to get into society and do nothing? Do we pick up our millions on the cowpath? I guess not. Do we erect our most princely business houses along the roads laid out by our bovine sister? I think not. Does the man who goes from the cowpath to the White House take the shortcut? I fancy not. He goes over the block pavement. He seeks the home of the noisy, clattering street, before he lands in the shoes of Washington. The man who sticks to the cowpath may be able to drink milk, but he never wears diamonds. All that you say is very true, but it is not based on any fundamental principle. It is so because it happens to be so, returned the schoolmaster. If it were man's habit to have the streets laid out on the old cowpath principle in his cities, he would be quite as energetic, quite as prosperous as he is now. No fundamental principle involved? There is the fundamental principle of all business success involved, said the idiot, warming up to his subject. What is the basic quality in the good businessman? Alertness. What is alertness? Wide awakishness. In this town it is impossible for a man to sleep after a stated hour, and for no other reason than the clatter of the pavements prevents him. As a promoter of alertness, where is your cowpath? Cowpaths of the Catskills, and we all know the mountains are riddled by em. didn't keep Rip Van Winkle awake, and I'll wager Mr. Whitechoker here a year's board that there isn't a man in his congregation who can sleep a half-hour, much less twenty years, with Broadway within hearing distance. I tell you, Mr. Pedagog, he continued, it is the man from the cowpath who gets buncoed. It's the man from the cowpath who can't make a living even out of what he calls his New York store. It is the man from the cowpath who rejoices because he can sell ten dollars worth of sheep's wool for five dollars, 
and is happy when he goes to meeting dressed up in a four-dollar suit of clothes that has cost him twenty. "'Your theory, my young friend,' observed the schoolmaster, "'is as fragile as this cup,' tapping his coffee cup. "'The countryman of whom you speak is up and doing long before you or I or your successful merchant, who has waxed great on noise, as you put it, is awake. If the early bird catches the worm, what becomes of your theory?' the early bird does get the bait replied the idiot but he does not catch the fish and i'll offer the board another wager that the belgian block merchant is wider awake at eight a m when he first opens his eyes than his suburban brother who gets up at five is all day it's the extent to which the eyes are open that counts and as for your statement that the fact that prosperity and noisy streets go hand in hand is true only because it happens to be so that is an argument which may be applied to any truth in existence i am because i happen to be not because i am you are what you are because you are because if you were not you would not be what you are your logic is delightful said the schoolmaster scornfully i strive to please replied the idiot but i do agree with the bibliomaniac that our streets are far from perfection he added in my opinion they should be laid in strata the ground floor should be the sewers and the telegraph pipes. Above this should be the water mains, then a layer for trucks, then a broad stratum for carriages, above which should be a promenade for pedestrians. The promenade for pedestrians should be divided into four sections, one for persons of leisure, one for those in a hurry, one for peddlers, and one for beggars. Highly original, said the bibliomaniac. And so cheap, added the schoolmaster in no part of the world said the idiot in response to the last comment do we get something for nothing of course this scheme would be costly but it would increase prosperity <laughs> laughed the schoolmaster satirically laugh away but you cannot gainsay my point our prosperity would increase for we should not be always excavating to get at our pipes our surface cars with a clear track would gain for us rapid transit our truck drivers would not be subjected to the temptations of stopping by the wayside to overturn a coop, or to run down a pedestrian. Our fine equipages would be in consequence need fewer repairs, and as for the pedestrians, the beggars, if relegated to themselves, would be forced out of business, as would also the street peddlers. The men in a hurry would not be delayed by loungers, beggars, and peddlers, and the loungers would derive inestimable benefit from the arrangement in the saving of wear and tear on their clothes and minds by contact with the busy world it would be delightful acceded the schoolmaster particularly on sundays when we were all loungers yes replied the idiot it would be delightful then especially in summer when covered by an awning to shield promenaders from the sun mr pedagog sighed and the bibliomaniac wearily declining a second cup of coffee left the table with the doctor earnestly discussing with that worthy gentleman the causes of weak-mindedness End of chapter 7